0: London London Radio. Radio.
1: Broadcasting Broad live. live. Download our app from your app store. Hey, 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 it's your girl Jenny Steele. I am back. It's Monday. All I can say is it's getting warm and we're loving it. Even on its low days, we're getting warm. We're gonna embrace the sun. I don't want to hear anyone complaining about the sun because once it's gone, it's gone. Now all I want to say is big big thank you to Brenda from Give Love Spread Love and Tracy Williams who was on the show last week from Sickle Cell UK Um, Please let's just keep that conversation going We've had a few uh, promoters contact me. I'm waiting for some of the DJs to come back to me. There are a lot of festivals that are coming over the next couple of weeks. It'll be so great to have uh, some of these organisations come down and do some recruiting. We are not stopping there. We're going to continue the conversation this afternoon where I am very, very blessed to see these two wonderful, wonderful, hardworking people. Let's welcome Orin Lewis and Beverly DeGale to Reach London Radio. How are you guys? We're fine, thank We're you. Good. Thanks very, very much for having us. I haven't forgotten about you two. <laughs> no way.
2: That's it was a must.
1: It was a definite must. Thank so, you. appreciate it. So, no, thank you so much and welcome, welcome, welcome. It's lovely to see you looking so well after such a while as well. Well, the sun's shining, so we've got nothing to complain about. No, definitely not. It makes us a lot happier. Yeah, absolutely. If it would stay, it would be great, but I don't know if we could cope. That's the only thing. <laughs> All year round, I don't think we no, could cope here in the
2: the British... Psyche is not not built for that. um,
1: No, a couple of weeks and we're good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, for anyone who's listening, I'm sure there is not anyone who doesn't know you two and the hard work that you've been putting in. But for anyone who's listening, let us know a little bit more about ACLT why it was set up and and what work you do.
0: Yeah, so um, ACLT was um, founded in June 1996, three years after our son, Daniel DeGale, had been diagnosed with a blood cancer called leukemia. He had an acute form, a childhood form. And initially, after getting over the shock of his diagnosis, we was told that he would need two years of treatments and... There's a 75, 85% chance of Daniel going into complete remission and being cancer free. So we started the treatments and two years later, finished the treatments, told Daniel was in remission, just go home, get on with life, which is what we did. But um, nine months after Daniel came off of his treatment, we was told that the leukemia had come back, that he'd suffered a relapse. He was eight years of age at this point. And so the doctors at Great Ormond Street told us that the best chance for Daniel to go into complete remission and for the cancer not to return would be for him to receive a bone marrow transplant. Right. Um, so we said, okay, that's great. Um, myself and Oren, we're old enough to remember uh, a little boy called Anthony Nolan, yeah. who back in the 70s was diagnosed with a blood disorder, needed a bone marrow transplant to survive. There was no registries around the world back then. His mother started the world's first bone marrow register, Anthony Nolan. And myself and Oren knew that we, if we contacted this organisation, we could find out what we could do. But our doctor at Great Ormond Street actually told us that because of Daniel's ethnicity, he had a one in a quarter million chance of finding a donor, simply because not enough black people were registering as stem cell donors. And... In all honesty, just hearing those words, myself and Oren, we literally were sitting at a table pretty much like what we're doing now and we just looked across at each other and I think we just knew we have to do Do something something. because the Anthony Nolan register had already been going 24 years and at that point, they'd registered just 580 black people in this country as potential donors. The register was largely made up of white Northern European people, white British people.
1: Every time I hear the, you know, the, every time I hear these figures, I just, my heart just sinks. Yeah. Well, I, th- yeah. I think for us, it was it was the call, the wake
0: up that we needed yeah, and, yeah. and re- the realisation that actually we needed to do something yeah. and we needed to do something very quickly. And bearing in mind, Daniel sitting next to us while this information oh. is being given, you know? So we set up the ACLT yep. in 1996.
2: Yep. The African Caribbean Leukemia Trust, give it its full name. Yes. And we, uh, we look, you know, we pushed, we pushed forward in, uh, whilst, trying to look after Daniel hold down day jobs um it was it was hard help other families who heard about what we were doing yeah and looked to us to try and help them so we sort of locked arms with other people and other families to to try and help them go, in, go out into the community raise awareness in 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 the black community but in the communities at large yes. about the need for more people of color especially black and mixed race people to Step forward onto the bone marrow, also known as the stem cell register, and knowing that it's a long shot um, that Daniel might benefit, but hoping that he would benefit yeah of from uh, from the work and that, that and that's how it started in June 1996 and and uh, moved forward. So our our lives was, was was had parallel lines going, the charity just forming, finding its feet, and. Daniel trying to make sure that he's okay he's, and he reacts positively to to the treatment and that's how this journey started yeah um, you know back in in 1996.
0: but but also as well as the charity start in Daniel's treatment, We've got a daughter. Okay. Orange has got two sons. Yes. We had full-time jobs that we yeah. were trying to, to do. I worked at the BBC. So there's a lot of balance. Orin in... was an engineer, yeah, IT, a, IT engineer doing um, project management. It, it was a real balancing act. But to be honest, when I think about it now, I think, how, how did did we you do we do it? this? Yeah. But at the time, it was just something that we needed to do because we knew that if we didn't do something that we was – that the result would be really bad for all all of us
2: or as we as we our original motto of the charity was by any means necessary yeah that's how we looked at it you know so um you know we didn't want to leave anything out there to any regrets that we didn't want to be looking back and saying what if should we have done it should have could have yeah no it had to be
1: you know you gave it more than yeah yeah, The push yeah, in every really area and, and also, you know, supporting other families because the more you shared your journey, mm. the more other people are going to come and look for, for support. Exactly. Yeah.
2: And we learned on the job, we learned how to give messages, talk to audiences, talk to individuals, talk to families, give counselling support.
0: Even Daniel
2: yeah.
0: had to learn how to sit in front of a microphone, yeah. a camera... And just say to people, if you can't help me, maybe you can help someone else.
1: Yeah, wow. it was quite a journey. Yeah, wow. It's 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 to, every time I hear you both, it I can just feel like you just you still give it everything. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like every time I hear you, you're still there with. We're still going to give it everything we can for we, everybody
2: else. We have to because you know the the. the the journey that we we went on with, and uh, with Daniel, is a journey that you wouldn't want on your wor- own worst enemy. Yeah. You, you, you really w- you don't want it replicated in others. So if you if you can alleviate the pain, in some shape or form, from the diagnosis through the through the actual treatment, um, and whatever the end product is going to be, you you want it to be the best quality of life that people and families can have. Yeah. Uh, with a loved one, and so we we want people to learn from what we learned the hard way um but to try and to try and make it more palatable as as possible for them along that journey and be there as support yeah. so that when they are looking for guidance on understanding terminology the language, new drugs, new treatments, if we don't know we're going to find someone who does know yeah. and put them in touch with those individuals yeah, so we're there to try and assist um people along the way and to be there when they need support to be that safety net for them
0: mm. yeah and 26 years later we're still
1: doing it yeah you know? but and still f- giving it the biggest yes yeah,
0: yeah, you still can at
1: because at i just see it that i feel it you're at the forefront yeah and after all these years it's, it's just commendable to just see the push the energy just to know like you're this is for everybody yeah you know yeah. and as you said you didn't know but you've learned a lot and now you can go on and, and share that. And I think the lack of support for the families is probably one of the biggest parts because when you try and go and look online for, for things, if you don't know what you're looking for, you, it's not there. Yeah. And then you start to read all of this other stuff. And as you said, you don't know the terminology and then mm. you're like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? What does that mm. mean? So it's it's so commendable for you both to have learned, given, had your own journey and then you're still part of hundreds if not thousands of people's journey along the way over this last 26 years as Mm, you said mm. no thank you thank you yeah that was the
0: start um and um do you want me to proceed with what happened yes okay so Daniel had his first two years of treatment and we kind of just rolled along with the treatments at this time the ACLT hadn't started um, continued with work, looking after the other kids, and just doing what we had to do. Finished the treatments, and sadly, nine months after he came off his treatment, he relapsed. The leukemia came back, and that's when they told us he needed his stem cell transplant. We started ACLT in June nineteen ninety six, and um, that was a real, um, a real steep change in all of our lives because the shock that Daniel had relapsed was, was was I think probably one of the biggest challenges we'd had up until that point being told that his chances of survival had dropped from 50% to 25% yeah.
3: mm-hmm.
0: at that point um, we had to break the news to Daniel that he was going to have to go back on treatments um, but really for us the, the the focus then shifted for for us knowing that we needed to do something
1: yeah
2: Yeah, Yeah. and uh, we went on a massive public, national, international campaign um, where people from all over the world were watching, observing uh, this campaign to try and find him a match um, and to try and get people to register wherever in the world they were, especially if they were from our racial background. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, you know, that went on. Charity started moving on, um, raising awareness, doing registration drives um, all over the place. Here, bricks and Rec, we were we were everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, um, doing in these f- registration drives. In,
0: f- in fact, our first interview radio interview was in brixton <laughs> but it was at the um choice fm studios oh yeah that's yeah, right yeah, yeah yeah. and that same weekend us and few members of our family went to chelsea bridge and did a bungee jump wow. because we were trying to raise money, money to to get this whole thing moving
3: yeah
2: yeah yeah so it's you know it, it, it started here in brixton when you think about it <laughs> and uh we you know we we moved forward and uh just as you know, Daniel's finished his treatment and his, and 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 he's relapsed. And you know, we went into a, I, I always use the term ballistic mode. Um, we had BBC, ITV cameras, um, royalty, everyone trying to be, be on our case in a positive way, and we and we ended up hosting what is still known as probably the most famous of our registration drives in in Tesco's car park on Acre oh, wow. Lane, in Lane, it, yeah, yeah in wow. Brixton. That was a mammoth um, session that started very early in the morning and finished around midnight. Wow! Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people queuing in the cold. Um, Tesco it got so 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 busy that Tesco's came out with a big tray of chicken <laughs> to start feeding people. <laughs> hot, wow, biscuits, hot chocolate, and coffees. <laughs> hot hot chocolate. Oh, wow. Yeah, Hot chocolate. It, it was it was. turned up to be almost like a carnival spirit because people were, um, really wanted to help, um, Daniel and, uh, we knew that if, if you couldn't help Daniel as a by-product, you might end up helping someone Someone else, else, Yeah, you know, and, um, eventually to sort of cut a long story short, uh, the following, uh, this is, so when we did that drive, that was in the, the autumn of 1998 and the, in the spring finally of 1999, um, We got the news that Daniel had found a donor.
0: Yeah, we got a call from Daniel's bone marrow consultant at Great Ormond Street on my mobile just saying, Bev, I've got some fantastic news. I had to call you. We found Daniel a donor and this person has said that they will donate. Because prior to that, we'd had two people that had been found as potential donors and both had pulled out. Honestly, for a family, you just don't want to hear that because yeah. you, you suddenly feel like the rug has been pulled from under your feet. So when he called, he'd never called before. So I knew that something big was about to happen. Yeah. And in June on June the sixteenth, yeah. nineteen ninety nine, Daniel received donated stem cells from a born again Christian from Detroit, Michigan, USA. Wow wonderful lady who is now wow. our family her name's dorian carney and honestly she she saved daniel's life but she saved all of our lives yeah. because the without that moment actually coming i don't know where we would be today honestly
2: yeah wow it, 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 you know and she finally came through we had we had registered tens of thousands of people onto the register but no, no, you know nothing for nothing for Daniel. And then out of the blue, she did her bits over in the states by registering, and months later was found to be the equivalent of the lottery winner. Wow! And uh, yes, yeah. and we and we pushed on uh, from 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 there. Daniel having this you know going into recovery mode in terms of trying to make sure that the the donated cells um, and his bone marrow system worked and gel together, and that started to happen and he was able to go back to school in the November of 1999. So he was out out of school and out of things for quite a while, but eventually his health started to slowly come back and going back into school, and we pushed on and started doing drives. I'll never forget, we did a drive probably a few weeks or months later at the Brixton wreck, and we got something like another 300 people and we were were like sort of slightly disappointed because well we're we're used to 700 800 yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) But it it was like well people still wanted to help because they knew daniel's story was wasn't um, it was
0: a success story it it was it was a
2: success it wasn't fairy tales it was real real life and they wanted to be part of that and so we pushed on uh, and uh daniel goes on to to go back to school college university with the the, registry the, the charities pushing on other uh, stories, other families coming coming on board and doing big campaigns. And um, But Daniel started to get ill at late, many years later, even though he'd gone through school, gone through college, off to university, with a view to being at the London Olympics of 2012 as a trained sports physiotherapist. He was having some Ill, um, health problems where he was needing needing three to five units of blood transfusions every week Wow to to have to maintain life Yeah and um, eventually that that caught up with him and we we tragically lost him uh, at the age of 21 in October uh, 2008 his transplant worked the blood transfusions that he'd had right from the get go from the age of six right up to the age of twenty one, he was getting that, but it was it, it was it was causing a problem because he wasn't getting well matched blood. Yeah. Which yeah. is where ethnicity comes yes, into the that whole that's thing. Right. Yeah. So that caused a problem. And in the end it, it, we lost him due to multiple organ failure, which is why the charity now does organ donation awareness. Yeah. Um but for me and Beverly, we wanted and we still do try to turn the most negative of negatives into some sort of positive for someone else. And that's what we're doing raising awareness and pushing on and keeping Daniel's flame his legacy alive. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I think I think um what became crystal clear for myself and Oren was that if Daniel had been able to find his donor sooner, he would he would be sitting here now yeah. telling the story. Yeah. And that for us is is the reason why we we kept the work going because he had so much chemotherapy he had so much radiotherapy, all the other toxic drugs the steroids, everything that they pumped into him to try and maintain him to get him to that point where he had that transplant is the result of what happened yeah and I can I remember clearly one of the consultants at Great Ormond Street saying to me at one point. We do not know what the impact will be on Daniel with all of this treatment that we're giving him. But if we don't give it to him, you're going to lose him. So we just continued. And so for us, it's so important that when somebody is told that they need a bone marrow transplant, they need well-matched blood or an organ transplant, that that donor is there ready and waiting yeah. so that that person can receive their transplant and be able to move on with their lives. Yeah. And Daniel was the catalyst. I miss him every day, every hour, every minute. But without this work, in all honesty, I don't know where my life would be right yeah. now. without yeah. this And this wonderful man who just helps to keep me moving forward each day. Plus, we have, I have a daughter, Dominique, who is Daniel's younger sister, she is my light in all honesty but when I see the other families and I see that fear in their eyes when a child or an adult gets that diagnosis it brings it all back and there is no way that we can step away from this and I can feel I even feel
1: really emotional and you know like I've known you both for a while and you know I've I've volunteered and I'm on the stem cell register and you things are. like that and I've you know I've had an, an amazing time with you both but even as I sit here I feel emotional because I can feel the work that you've done and, and what it's for and and there is this conversation that my own family are having at the moment um, as a for a kidney donor for my brother and when I'm doing my research and I'm still thinking like the work that you guys have put in over the years and we're still not there yet. Mm. Like, what more can we keep doing? So I'm doing my bits of research for my own family and I'm still finding that we're still struggling to find people to come forward, whether it be for donor, Mm. whether it be stem cell, whether it be for blood. Or organ. You know, and and it's just becoming like, what is it? How like everyone's doing and pushing as much as we can but we still don't have enough. Yeah.
0: I think I think of all the subject matters blood stem cell organ I think organ is the hardest yeah. one yeah. to tackle within yeah. our communi- community because with stem cells and blood you people understand that actually you donate but what you donate replenishes, replenishes. It itself yes. so it comes yes. back. Yes. But when you talk to our community about Let's talk about deceased organ donation yep. first of all. Yep. people will sometimes say to us, "But I want to go."
1: Yeah, I with keep all it, my everything.
0: parts in place. Yeah. yeah, and we say, "But you're go. You're either going to go six feet under into the ground, which is going to be completely taken away by the worms and whatever yep. else is in the ground." Yep. Or if you're cremated, it's going to be burnt to an ash. Yep. So why not donate something of yourself that someone could benefit from? Yeah. And sometimes you can see the cogs turning and, you know, or, or people are just so switched off from what we're trying to say until it affects one of their own. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the point where people suddenly will come to us and say, do you know what, I've heard of ACLT, I know what you do, I, I wasn't interested in what you're doing, but here's my situation now, can you help me? You know, it's it, it's really
1: sad, it, but it, 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 it's a fact within our community. It is, and it's a real tough one, because I think even for myself, my work around domestic abuse, we have I have the same issue, we push, we push, we do the fundraisers, we're doing all the bits and pieces... And then when it affects someone, we're then contacted, okay. can you help? Can you, we yeah. will always, yeah, I will course. always assist exactly. and signpost. Yeah. But it would be really amazing if our community would just support all of the key things that we need. This is not going to go away. No. No. We are no. going to keep doing this. Yeah. You know, It's been 26 years for you, but it's not going anywhere. No, yeah.
2: we, we, we need to stop being reactive and being pro- proactive, put yeah. things in place so that when something does go wrong, it's there is something there that, that people can literally almost take off the shelf and say, there's, the, we've got, we've got it banked. Yeah. We've got a bank of whatever you need to actually help alleviate the, the, the problem. Other, yeah. other communities do it all the time. But in our community, for some reason, we, we become very, very much the individual, me, 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 rather than we. Yeah. And it's, it's caused, it's, it's caused a state of the situation where we are looking at everyone else who's, and wondering why haven't we got that and they're saying well you you got your own playbook which is for yourself as individuals you're not united as 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 a group of people when we should be
1: we need to be because these things are affecting our community it's not a national wide everyone for everyone it's Mm. almost like we're running low Yeah. yeah we're running out what do we do you know um last week brenda from give love spread love spoke about having to Is that brenda smith yeah oh, bless having to look for 16 and a half thousand new donors mm-hmm. by march yep. for blood and we were we were just like what yeah yeah you know it's uh, it's just the, the figures are really scary because as you said there will be Someone somewhere eventually that's gonna possibly need that transfusion or something's exactly. gonna happen, and then we, we're all gonna be looking at each other, going, "Well, why is there nothing? Mm, well, there's exactly. nothing because we aren't given anything." Exactly.
2: Yeah, we call we call the, the 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 chronic situation in the in the black community on blood donation. We call it the silent crisis, and there's going there's a tipping point that's eventually is gonna come sooner rather than later where um, our people, you know, sickle cell. Uh, patients especially are going to suffer because there won't be enough blood stocks that nationally there's, there's a, there's a shortage right now right, as yeah. we speak. And if there's a national shortage, you know that um, who's going to, it's going to be our people are going to be affected the the most because they're, as you say, 15,000 and the yeah. it's, 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 it's a crazy situation and it's self-inflicted by our yeah. community by not stepping forward and, and we need and, it to match, mm. as
1: as you both have said. It needs to match. It can't just be any blood to anyone. It's important exactly. that we play our part because it needs to match.
2: Yeah, I, I need to see when I give blood. I need to see more and more of my people there rather than me springing up and looking surprised when I see one or two, and I'm like, oh great. But it should be it should be normal normalized to see us being in large numbers coming, male and females coming to. To give blood because they know there's an urgency, uh, especially when um, certain subtypes are you find mostly in the black community. Yeah, and that subtype is the one that's needed for sickle cell patients. It's a no brainer. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. It, it's it's still it confounds me that two years ago we all sat and watched in horror, but not surprised, the George Floyd in situation unravel, yeah. and we all rightly so stood up and was angry and some protested and we started to see change. This is a situation that we have control of that only we can change. Yeah. And yet when you try and speak to members within our community about donating blood, join the stem cell register, stay on the organ donor register so that when you pass away you can help save the lives of others. People will look at us and say, I will pray for them. Yeah. This isn't my problem or people will say yeah 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 i know i know about aclt yeah i know about aclt and then try to walk away it frustrates us so yeah. much how can you say one thing but actually when really there is an opportunity for us to do something for ourselves <laughs> that actually we just want to walk away
1: yeah
2: as as we say if you if, if as you write as you know everyone in the black community says black lives matter and we say true and you can tell the world black lives matter but when it's something like this, donating to help one of your own, don't black lives matter? Mat-
1: yeah, that's right. This
2: that's is your right. chance. If you if you think so, prove it. Yeah. Prove it by stepping forward and doing something to help one of your own.
1: Yeah.
2: Don't wait. You know. What do you
1: think? Sca- what? What do you think scares us? I know. Like I I spoke about you know, not really knowing the process and mm. being scared of injections mm. or needles or or anything like that. Or mm. people are worried about seeing you know the blood and things like that. What do you think stops us?
0: I think all of what you just said yeah. is part of it
2: yeah there's there's lack of awareness, there's ignorance, there's pure apathy yeah um selfishness, but once people i think once people get the facts um and they acknowledge you know it's, it's not rumors, not hearsay this, yeah. this, these are the facts, and how race is a, is a, is the vital key, the vital. Answer that's needed to help another person. Surely, then people should stop and think. Yeah, this is this, this is this is true black power. Yeah, this is how I can actually help someone by doing something. Like I can talk about it, but actually you've got to do it. You got to walk the walk rather than just talk the talk. Yeah, and so the fear of of, of needles. Yeah, we understand that um but you say to people have you got uh, a tattoo yeah (laughs) especially young people (laughs) have you got a piercing they're they're showing the tattoos and the piercings and and you say to them "Well, you can do this they were needles yeah you know and so they sort of recoil back in horror because they realized that the silliness of their of of the of the debate from their side of the fence and so you put the you put it in there and you say you know our culture is about helping each other use your religion in, in the right way don't hide behind the religious text and distort them because all the religious texts say it's good to help yes you know, it's good to give and so use your culture use use your common sense use your logic um, and, and, and do what everyone else is doing for their own people
3: hmm.
1: definitely my heart feels so heavy because you know for the last couple of months, the, these issues have been some of my focus and I knew that I needed to bring this back to the air because I feel like the awareness has been lost. You know, We've come through pandemic and people have had other things, but in those other things, there's a lot of health issues for us as a community. Yeah.
2: You've got to start trusting. And we say to people, trust through us. Yeah. We've been transparent. We have to be transparent in what we do, everything we do so tr- if you don't trust the system trust through us to put you through to, into the system to help someone else and we will guide you we will hope you will be there metaphorically speaking with you all the way if you have any questions you come to us you know you find out the the, the things if you want to through us if, it's, if culturally you feel there's an affinity through us and the way we speak the, the terminology the body language the way we put the, the message across then come through us and trust us because the results of what we do are there the, we save like we save lives.
0: Yeah. The in- I think the interesting thing also for us is that if we get in front of an audience and we address you'll get an immediate response. Yeah. But the thing is we can't be everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. And we're not cloned. Yeah. So just take that step on your own and make the difference, you know. When people donate blood and they get that bit of plaster on their arm and they go and have their little tea and biscuits and things after, when they walk out of that room, they feel 10 feet tall because they know that that blood donation is going to go on and save three adults' lives. Three adults' lives. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you just take a second just to think about that, or six babies.
1: Yeah. It's huge. It's immense. It is massive.
0: And you get a text telling you which hospital your blood has gone to.
1: Yeah. You know, what more do we need to say to people? Yeah. And I think that that's that point at that point there. I think that was, I suppose, another shocking thing for us was when uh, Brenda said she received a message to say that her blood had gone to Birmingham, which again, just highlights like what how is going far? on out here yeah. and how far it had to go yeah. to help someone or a group of, of, of different people. Yeah. And again, it just like, it just highlights like, we need to do better. Yeah, We need to really think about the next and, steps and, 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 we can. and just be we, active, we, definitely.
2: We, we we can, and we've seen, especially d- during the campaigns we've been involved with, Daniels and the many other campaigns, we've seen black excellence of the highest order. Because when, when black people get it, they get it in such a big way and they come out in their droves and on huge numbers. The, the thing is you have to dig deeper. Deep for it. Yeah. To, to get that response than you do with other uh gr- races and, and, and nationalities but once we get it it's like clear the clear the decks yeah. get out of my way we are coming <laughs> yeah, yeah and we come with and style right we need that, right? yeah. we, need
1: that. Yeah. we need that stand up that we know that we have yeah because as you said only we are going to be able to change we'll that this. it's not going to be yeah. able to come from anywhere else no. apart from us yeah wow so you know what i'm gonna go for a quick break and then coming up we're gonna talk about some facts and some figures we're gonna talk about uh, the charity cup football match because you know you guys have some fantastic amazing events that the community can come out and get involved in and you've been doing them for however long um so we'll talk a little bit about that and then we're going to talk about how you the community can get involved up after this you
3: into the Steel Gotted Talk Show with Jimmy Steel, Steel. On, Reach on Reach London Radio na. Vibration, yeah. That's the positive vibes and we create, yeah, yeah. The sounds that make you feel right, we keep it blazing, yeah. Forever shining this light, we keep it blazing, yeah. Boy, forever shining this light. hey. Lord, my cup is full and running over yeah. All who never like we, gonna love we know Baby girl just text me, say she coming home yeah. And when she reaches she want me if turn off the phone Turn the lights down low, turn up the stereo yeah. Alta Nellis, Gregory, Isaac, Dennis Brown Have you ever, have you ever been in love? Now bad vibes can't stop this good vibration, yeah that's the positive vibes we keep creating, yeah. Sounds that make you feel right, we keep it blazing, yeah. As long as we live in this life, we keep it blazing, yeah. As long as we live in this life, yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with melodies, I touch you so no. They're acting like the people don't need. No more. Still when she hear that good music, she hold me closer. Uh, she groovy now, I know she feeling it for sure She move to me and rest her red up on my shoulder. Uh, soothingly she tell me if it turn up the sound. Have you ever, have you ever been in love? Now bad vibes can't stop this good vibration, yeah Oh yeah, yeah, yeah That's the positive vibes and we creating, yeah, yeah. Sounds that make you feel right. We keep it blazing, forever shining this light. We keep it blazing, blazing forever shining this light. Oh yeah.
1: One of my favourite, favourite tracks there. Free Nationals, Eternal Light. Very nice and chilled. We are back. Now, if you just joined us, this is Reach London Radio. My name is Jenny Steele. This is a Still Got It talk show. Today we are joined by, I just, I'm just, every time I'm in awe when I say your names, when I speak about you, when I'm around you, because I just feel everything about you both. Um, I think you're oh. both amazing. Um, oh. You've both found, obviously, found your passion, and I know that you've grown into speaking. I wonder, I wonder if you was always confident in speaking, both of you, before your work. But um, you've been amazing. So, Orin Lewis and Beverly Dugal, we've been here. We're talking about ACLT. We've been talking about uh, stem cell donors. We've also been talking about blood donors and live organ donation. Um, it's been, a, it's been a big conversation. Mm. Um, we need the community. We need everyone to pull together. Mm. They do say, you know, it takes a village and it, it right. is going to take the village to get this one up for all of us. But I wanted to ask you, so not a lot of people know about living kidney sharing. Yeah. I don't think I fully knew um, until we as a family have found ourselves in this position. I think it's actually amazing that a family can put themselves forward, and if you don't match, then you can match for someone else's family. Correct. How yeah. like how amazing is that? Being able to do that.
2: It's um, it's something that's been around since 2012. The the, the authorities realised there's there was a way of, of accelerating um the, the probability of finding donors. And you as you as you rightly said, you know if if um, you're trying to become a living donor for someone you, you very close to you and you don't match, especially on blood groups, then if they can find the equivalent for, if you can, you, you can do it as a pair, two pairs can, can trade off each other. You donate to the person that's needed and their person can donate to you, to your loved one. That's great. And then you can multiply that in yeah. a pool, in a pool version. And it keeps until everyone uh, finds a donor. Yeah. And it's, and it's quite a, and it's it's quite amazing the numbers of people who found uh, uh, donors like that and it's it works uh, because it's, it's very tricky in um, trying to to be a, a living donor if you if you don't have this, the, the correct tissue type and the yeah. correct blood type um, as much as you can try you don't you just don't match but yeah. if you can match someone else and start that chain reaction yeah. then it, it makes it makes a massive difference.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's wonderful. In fact, we met a lady um, last year, I think, during the COVID period. Um, I can't remember her name and I wouldn't say it anyway, but she was part of a pairing system um, up in Birmingham where she received, I think it was a lung transplant, but she was part of a pairing wow. of eight people. Yeah. Imagine. Wow. Imagine. But that saved her life. You know, and um, it's very difficult, I think, for them to pull it all together. But when it works, my god, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, even for myself, just reading it, I was just like, I didn't even realise we could go that far. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is amazing, as you said. There's eight people there yeah. benefiting. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, 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 I mean, basically, you have three different types of of donation as a living donor. You can you can donate to someone you 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 know. And you a match on tissue type and and and, uh, and blood type.
0: And, and we've met many people yeah. who have done this. Yeah. There's a wonderful lady called Della who runs an organisation called Gold. Giving. Oh, someone sent that to me quite recently. Gift of living donation. donation. Someone sent that to yeah. me recently. And she had a dinner a few weeks ago, which we went to, which was full of black families who had um, a... Patient and a family member who donated to them. It was amazing, and some of the people in the audience were also altruistic donors. So that's the other type. Yeah, they they donated to anyone, to a stranger. They didn't care who they donated to. They just wanted to donate. Isn't that amazing? It is. And we hear these stories. It really is, and we need to hear it it more because I don't feel like we
1: hear it enough. Yeah,
2: Yeah. you know. So so you so you can have someone you know directed to someone you know, non-directed, which is altruistic to, to a stranger. And then, of course, of course as you mentioned, the, the, the sharing scheme, you know, yeah. pairs or pooled, uh, alt- uh, n- uh, even numbers of, of, of pairs. And so it's a matter of people being aware, if they, if they want to help someone, then, you know, put themselves forward, contact a, a, a transplant center, um, and uh, speak to the coordinator, yeah. Tell them that's, that's what you're interested in. And they will go, you know, the individual will go through quite a few, more than a few months of actual tests, psychological tests.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it's quite, it's, yeah. it, there's a bit of a process. Yeah, mm-hmm. check yeah. to
2: see if your tissue type matches the patient, if your, if your blood type matches the patient. Um, and, you know, there's always double, you know, no, no peer pressure. No one else can, can get involved in that. It's just the individual and, and, the, and the coordinator to see whether they can be a, a living donor, and if they if they match with someone, then it's the process um, is very simple because it's actually keyhole surgery. Yeah. Um. In mm. in in terms of d- uh, donating, and um, there's a famous yeah, it is famous. Um, recent um, recipient recipient someone who in the you know very well known in the music industry, on BBC One Extra. DJ Ace, yeah, who we've been working with for two, three years. Mm. Personally, yeah, being, being with him as he was having his dialysis, talking to him, trying to get him to speak to his family to see whether they can be tested and, and to
0: speak out generally. Yeah, yeah,
2: speak out. And yeah. he started, he 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 started to speak out yeah, publicly, doing yeah. videos, yeah. podcasts, all sorts of things, and rightly so. Um, late last, I think it was late last year. Donor was found for him, and
1: I was very excited to see it. Very excited yeah. to see it because I know the wait and yeah. and the the you know the time span and stuff. Very very excited to see that. Yeah,
0: yeah. And yeah. So
1: that's a success
0: story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, we 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 know many other uh, people who are waiting for kidney transplants who've actually been waiting even longer than Ashley, who are still waiting. And that's the sad side. Yeah. You know? So, you know, if more people... Okay, if it, you know, you've got two options. You could donate... You could, sorry, um, volunteer to donate your organs when you pass away.
1: Yeah.
0: Or some people will consider donating it now. as a living donor. Yeah, Because, because we, we have two. two. Yeah, we have two. Yeah. And they say, we only need one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: So it's 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 there if people want to do that as a living donor. Um just be aware that the law was changed in May 2020 in England where all of us are classed as wanting as wanting to be a uh, deceased organ donor unless we opt out.
1: Yes, that's right.
2: Um and so but we don't want people to opt out. We want people to just stay stay in. in. Stay yeah. in um, yeah. And that's what we're trying to educate people on just to make sure that they're in the system so they can be of help um if needed down the line when we're all when we're gone. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Wow, it's absolutely amazing. How's, how's your family member doing? Um, so um, with my brother, he had COVID um, at the end of last year and was hospitalised for po- probably about three months or so. Um, was on a lot of breathing apparatus um, and his organs were just in problems and we couldn't see him for probably three months it's quite it was really hard to deal with because he just got married and you know they've having their first baby and stuff so that was kind of keeping him going and and keeping his wife going um but at the moment he's got about 20% um in his kidney, so okay. he's 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 well okay he's not on dialysis um, he's yet. not on dialysis yet. yet okay um he had they were gonna give him some dialysis before he left the hospital so he's well so at the moment there's probably about 15 to 20 of us family and friends that are all going through Fantastic. the testing at the moment and that's Brilliant. you know without not a lot of people know but i feel like it needs to be shared because yeah. Yeah. there's a big conversation to be yeah. had. If this wasn't happening in my family, I probably wouldn't have done all of the research to find out how much of a need yeah. it is for us to come forward. The thing is, if we
0: don't talk about these things, yeah. how are we supposed to know about yeah. them? Yeah. You know, people need... Sadly, we have found that people need to hear real live stories yeah. in order for that conversation to take yeah. place. Definitely.
1: Definitely. Yeah,
0: it's, um... Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm saying this on air, you know we're here. Yeah. So if you want to reach out to us to help your, you and your family, your family yeah. and no, your definitely. brother especially, you've got to let us know.
1: No, definitely. Definitely, because it's a new process for all of us yeah. and we're learning as we go along. And as I said to you, like I'm learning more because I'm doing my bits of research and we're all sitting down and trying to get through this together. There is a bit of a waiting list um just to do some of the light processes Mm -hmm. um as in some of the matching there's been quite a waiting list for me um because they are based up north in manchester so the coordinators outside Uh, of london so i'm waiting for a london hospital whereas most of my family have had theirs already because they're outside of london um But apart from that, there will be some definite support that the family needs. And I'm just really happy to have you guys on so that we can open up this conversation i'm happy to share my brother's happy for us to share because it's going to be a big journey for yeah. us as, as a family and it's a journey for many families yeah more than is. we know
0: yeah, yeah. And well uh, i'll just say again we're here, we're if here. You need no us. thank
1: you thank yeah. you we're definitely gonna need to be in contact and just for that support really because it's going to be a a process and mm. hopefully god willing one of us is the match and if not we're a match for someone else and we can become part of the pool to help save someone else as well yeah definitely, definitely. yeah yeah, yeah mm. nice no, yeah it's a uh, it's big it's yeah. big it is it really is it really is but I'm glad we're able to open this up
2: yeah it's it's real it's it's not fabricated It's, it's it's the reality of things and it's it's there's 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 a problem there's a challenge but there is a solution yeah and if we explore it to the max, um, you know, we we can honestly look ourselves and our loved ones in the in it and say we we tried everything, and but we're gonna you know we're gonna then look at new new uh, other new ways of of trying to um, alleviate this problem and give support as much as we can, uh, and try and get more people to to be tested. Yeah, I mean, just as with Ashley DJ Ace's donor, this young lady was out there, yeah. and wanted to help. Yeah, and was mirac- miraculously matched to him. Yeah. So the more people hear about your story and other people's story, there may be someone out there listening going, "I could do that." Yeah. You know, mm. I could help because we. I remember us doing going into, I think it was a bar, wine bar or pub where we were talking about or living organ donation, raising awareness, and a young lady came up to, to us at the end and said, "I've always wanted to do that." Wow. Um, so I hooked up with her, and it took about a year and a half total for her to go through the process of that conversation and she ended up donating amazing and to someone a total stranger she amazing. wanted to do that amazing. she went through all the checks and um it took a bit longer for her because she got a bit sick I mean, but eventually she got through yeah and did it
3: no
1: amazing. she listened
2: and she she was in the right place right time yeah anyone listening to this podcast definitely it could be that person out there mm.
1: definitely definitely most definitely (laughs) most definitely now on the good good notes your events yeah so um the daniel de gale charity cup
2: yeah how did that go that was uh that was really 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 good it's uh an event organized by um two individuals uh, a a, a policeman uh, michael wallace and his great friend ashley levine um They've been working on this c- event called Kickoff at Three, which is basically uh, young people, uh, under-14s, under-16s, male, females coming together and playing football to win the Daniel Le Gale Cup. Amazing. And um, then the, this year's edition took place and uh, recently, and uh, it was a fantastic event. We were there with other storeholders raising awareness about all other things, but for the ACLT, we were there raising awareness talking about Daniel, making the youngsters especially know that Daniel, who would be 35 now, you know, was a f- mad football fan. He would love to be kicking the ball <laughs> r- around with them and um, telling his story. And you can see the youngsters going, oh, I never never heard of this guy. But he, he very, obviously very inspirational, very motivational to for them to put give their best. And two, you know, under-14s team came out the winner and it was under-16 teams that came out the winner. But everyone was a winner on the day. People registered with us. People right across the racial spectrum were there, coming coming to us. Police people and non-police people, family, friends, the even, youngsters, even
0: some of the youngsters, yeah,
2: yeah. And uh, great weather, <laughs> and great food, and it was it was a great vibe. You know, music, and uh, we were we were we were quite chuffed. And we we know that Daniel will be looking and saying, "Yeah, that's that's." Yeah, thank you very much Phil, mm. in my name. I appreciate that. You know, he was And, like, and oh, we should fantastic. just say, the
0: event is actually called Kick Off at Three and it's an annual event. So every July um, on yeah. a Sunday is
2: Fabulous. the final.
0: And this year they had 26 teams participate wow. in. So it's wow. a big event. Yeah, mm. from, from
2: Nottingham, Manchester, Birmingham. They, they you know they, um, In previous amazing. years, they've had teams from Belfast, Flyover. Oh, so wow, amazing. Yeah, and um, they... Really go for it, and uh, we've had the police commissioner come down in previous years, and um, wow. it's uh, it, it 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 was really good and interesting. We had a uh, we had an assistant commissioner come down uh, with her husband and her son, and we're talking as you do, and the, her husband just happened to 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 say that ten years ago he'd had his own bone marrow stem cell transplant. Wow, and he was. Um, re- doing very well now but he he wanted to highlight to us he understood the journey that we've gone on with Daniel to find his donor and he was um, saying well for him it took him six months to find his donor from from being diagnosed to finding that donor and being told you shouldn't be have you shouldn't have a problem because you're white European yeah we should be able to find donors yeah and he found his donor in Germany but he was like I'm so sorry that Daniel waited six years you know, and that's the the imbalance of 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 the access and the inequality of 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 finding donors for people like us black people mixed race people other ethnic minorities and so he told his story and we just um we just embraced and just it was a lovely moment it was
0: and he's going to do a podcast with us so it's all good because we want we want to highlight his story but we want people to see here's this guy white northern European got his donor within six months
2: yeah
0: people like Daniel
1: are waiting six years come come on people
2: yeah it's up to
1: us and that's that's the realness of it and I will be you know regardless of what happens we are going to document our journey as a family because I feel like we aren't seeing that enough And, you know, if we could see other families and if other families can see us, it may help another family to to go through the process. Mm. Because I think for me, I like to research and read and find information and I've been unable to find or follow a a family without, obviously, if I speak to you guys, you guys might say, look, we've got this family, that family, but out in the open we just need to push that little bit and I feel like if I can raise it for us as a family then hopefully it will bring out more conversations it's interesting you say that because I think
0: when Della from Gold first did the dinner which was um, just before lockdown just before just before lockdown uh, so it would have been 2019 Mm -hmm. or 2018 when the families all came together in this ballroom where they were going to have dinner, suddenly they realized, oh my God, we're not the only That's family. Right. Look yeah. how many families right. there are.
1: That's
2: right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. The, the more, as we keep saying to them, as we said to them recently, the more you speak out and tell your story, the more you'll, you'll be amazed at the power of, of helping so many other people. Definitely. And um, it's empowering. You're not alone. You, you, you might think you're in your own little silo and it's only just you yeah and your loved one actually the others out there who are doing great things like you've done donating to your loved one tell the story because it can inspire so many other people yeah and like you say jenny you telling your story will will help and inspire others that realize actually yes um she may have the mic but the power of her words go even further yeah and can can make a difference to some to someone else's life and lives
1: no, definitely. I already said that I'm not a blood donator, but I feel like after what I heard, I, I'm now getting rallying around everyone and going, look, 15, 20, 30 of us, let's get ourselves together and go together. Oh, I'm because glad you those, said that. You know, those that are worried, we'll all go together because yeah. I'm just as worried as you. But if we're all together um, and and kind of make it that let's go, let's group up, go together, go eat afterwards and know that we've all purposely done something amazing. So that's what I'm on at the moment. I'm waiting for everyone to start contacting me. I've started in my groups on WhatsApp already going, who's down? Let's just do it. Because I can't unlearn what I've learned over the last couple of weeks and, and months. I just cannot forget those numbers.
2: Yeah. Well, we will be hooking up with you and, and your posse soon. Because mm-hmm. talking about events, we've got an event in October, uh, October the date to be con- um defined but there'll be a a weekend in october in westfield in stratford the blood donor center there we're putting on a special black history month uh event uh for black people to go and give blood on mass um by registering first and then booking their slots their time on that day to go and give blood and
1: um i am so happy to hear you say that that. because i'm gonna do my half by rounding up my people and we're gonna join you on the other side you're locked into the steel got it talk show with jim steel, steel. on reach on london, reach radio. london radio. Radio. radio big big thank you to beverly and orrin for an amazing interview fantastic insights and credit goes out to them for the community push that the work that they've put in over the last 26 years you can find them on twitter Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube at ACLT Charity. Contact them at aclt.org for more information. Thanks for listening. We are back next week. This is Still Got It. Your girl Jenny Still. We out. Radio.
0: Broadcasting, Broadcasting live. live. Download our
2: app from your app store.